We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back to the second hour of Under the Hood. Every Saturday, we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car repair issues and tires and oil and coolant and air conditioning systems and codes, engine codes and and uh, all that kind of stuff. And you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we have David on the line, and David will be right with you, I promise. Blackwell Auto's up at 40th Street and Greenway. Tom is a good guy. He knows right from wrong. Um, we all, sh- Most all of us share the same kind of thought processes about what's best for our customers. And in order to for me to do s- talk about you on the radio you have to have been in business for more than 10 years you have to have a, a perfect a better business bureau record and uh, and 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 when you go out there in the middle of the cloud and start looking at tom's shop and my shop and everybody else's shop you'll find a, a couple of people that are are not happy with us but you won't find 30 40 50 or 100 or 150 who gave us terrible ratings so that's really the qualifier right there. But Blackwell's a good guy, 40th Street and Greenway, just north of of Greenway on 40th Street on the west side of the road, and he's been there a very long time. David, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yeah, I just, uh, first, when I first tuned in after the gym, I was like, oh, I must be getting like a best of show because you were doing the oil. And it was like verbatim that every time I listen, you have somebody ask you that oil question, and you're like, da 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 da. So I had to wait, wait till that next caller came on. And you're like, oh, he is live. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then you went into the warranty. I go, I've heard this story before too. <laughs> it's a qu- so it's a common question. Today, yeah, um, and it, this may be one I hadn't heard before though. Is I just bought a brand new '23 Kia Soul, and it's got the electronic helper stuff. I call it. Like, right now, I'm going to pull up and stop behind this car, and my car is going to turn off. And, you know, to save gas, I guess. And the same thing, I'm used to having the little mirror on my side mirror to see that blind spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to put it on because it's got all the sensors to tell you if the guy's in the lane next to you. Will putting that in the corner affect those sensors? Um, it could, and here's how you figure this out. I, you, you just use a Band-Aid. And you cover the four corners of the mirror one at a time until you get the computer squawking that says, I, I can't see traffic, I can't see traffic. Then you'll know where the sensor's at, and then you'll know where not to put your mirror. That's it. Okay, because I love that little that little mirror for seeing my blind spots. I've used them forever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, now, there's some well, guys right, that the will... Lane is still, oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, there's some guys that will just make a bracket, um, you know, on the outside of the mirror and hang one of those vertical. They're about a half inch wide and they're vertical about two inches. And they'll hang it on the outside of the mirror that not does the sensors. But you you can do that. You just you, I would start with just 
covering the whole mirror and making sure that it's lost sight of what it says, and it'll tell you immediately if, after you get driving. Then you can just peel horizontal strips off of it until you get you get the signal you want, or you can do vertical strips off of it, but you'll be able to find the sensor. And yes, you can put one of those blind spot mirrors that give you more of a convex view. Right, because I'm I just I'm a computer guy too. I've been in and I'm in technology. There's part of it is like I just don't always want to trust it. I want to look. I want to eyeball too. And <laughs> I'm with you. The I'm other you. one is uh, the automatic assist. Now I've turned it off. I went in and found it and turned it off. Where the automatic lane? Am I a dodo? Am I going to be the guy that, like said I don't want to wear seatbelts because I might? Or is that a good thing to leave on and let it actually help me if I get a little spacey at 66? <laughs> um, so you're talking about lane departure. Yeah, like it's supposed to tell me, like, and then it'll actually give you a little nudge to go back. Okay. Um, I, I, I like lane departure, um, and I'll tell you why I like lane departures, because my grandkids are just starting to drive, and we're buying them cars that have start-stop like you have. <laughs> they have the traffic light, the engine okay. dies, and then you touch the gas, and it goes. And we're also dealing with all these other things, but, you know, our fear as parents and our, my fear for my staff, which are all grown men and women, is they're on the phone when they're driving. And when they're on the phone, they're not paying attention to what lane they're in, and they're looking somewhere else, and they're looking at the phone, and oh, they're laughing at the picture, and their eyes are just diverted, their attention's diverted. And when they start walking out of the lane, I think that's a good thing. So I don't know, you know, it's, it is an aggravation sometimes, and especially if you're, it's raining like crazy and it can't even find the lane markers then it, it's going to be yakking at you and stuff. So I, I'm sure you can find some, if you're a computer guy, I can I can tell you there is somebody that makes something that plugs into your assembly line data link, your link underneath the dash, that allows you to go in there and mess with those settings. Um, I would be very careful. I would change one thing at a time, and I would take pictures on my way in and make pictures on my way out. But I can tell you now, um, I know somebody who just bought a new Jeep Rubicon pickup truck and the start stop on the diesel option was just driving these older folks crazy and so my son um, was able to find a programmer and you plug it into the assembly line data link and you just disable it now there is a button on this new jeep that you can disable it for this trip or this time but it resets every time you go through a key cycle which is an aggravation but when the programmer was used it just took it completely out, and it no longer stops when it, the engine no longer stops when you come to a traffic light. And I kind of got used to it because it was, I had that switch where it turns it on and off, turns it on and off. And with the automatic stop, I finally what it's done is though is it slows me down from rabbiting. Yeah, it does. The car in front of me is going <laughs> to. And so you know, it's probably a good. I've actually left it on on the last one. I told my wife that I said, you know, it's fixing that left. That right foot of mine a little bit because now that car moves i see it move i gotta take my foot off the brake without stomping the gas yet wait for it to rev up a little bit so that part of that thing turning off is actually i've learned to like it and and there there my wife likes it she says it doesn't bother me a bit 
She says, I- I'm okay. I- you don't have to do it. He- she says, my fear is as I pull up there, then all of a sudden the dash lights come on, the check engine light comes on, and now I'm scared to death. I don't know what's going on. So she said, just leave it alone. And it does make between one and two miles per gallon difference in the big picture, not looking at it day by day or week by week, but in the big picture, it's going to make a difference, but it's another emissions control device. And to be perfectly honest with you, this- the amp on the starter and the alternator and the electrical system to start this thing at every traffic light is a lot bigger than anybody's ever seen before and we're happy to see that because now we're going to use that starter 10 times more than we ever did before and so we're going to have to have something that's a little bit more robust and right now we're seeing that and we're happy with that okay okay well perfect thank you so much for your time i really appreciate your day you're welcome david no problem 602-508-0960 is the phone number 602 602- Five zero eight zero nine sixty, and we have another caller. Who might that be? Say good morning to Cole. Cole, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Go ahead, uh, sir. Mr. I got a question about. I have a Toyota Camry 2003. It has about 183,000 miles on it. Um, my check engine light came on in yellow, along with a VSC and uh, truck off lights on the dashboard. Okay. Um, so I called one of your shops, and the guy was really nice who answered, and I said, you can just get gas today? And I said, yes. So he said, go put your gas cap on again. I did that. And he goes, drive around for a couple of days. So I did that, and it went out. But now it happens. Like, every time I get gas, this light comes on again. Is there something I can do to stop that from happening? <laughs> well, are you are you tightening the cap until it ratchets? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I guess, I guess, I mean, this is a guess. Sure. I would probably go to one of the auto parts stores, um, O'Reilly's AutoZone, something like that. And I'd get a new gas cap and I'd probably look for a Stant brand. But if you can't find a Stant brand, ask them what most popular brand that they sell. Okay. And I and then or you could take if you want, you can take the gas cap off that you have right now and take a little bit of petroleum jelly on the O ring and just put a little petroleum jelly on it and put it back on. Um the car has hundred and eighty three thousand miles, so it's been around the world eight times. The gas <laughs> yeah. cap's been on an awful lot. And yeah. I'm thinking and the petroleum will cause a, the O ring to swell just a little bit. And, you know, so I'm thinking about all these different moving parts. First of all, it's nothing to really worry about. I know you want to fix it, and I know you don't want the code and the check engine light on. Uh, it is related to the it, – it's more than likely related to the gas cap itself and, and, and the neck. But um, I'd try the oil or the little petroleum jelly first, and, if, and, and I would make sure when you, you tighten it, it ratchets. It clicks two or three times. Are you doing it that way? Yeah, I am. Because that's what he said. Because you have to make sure it's tight. So I've been doing that, and, but and, and then I go out and I take it off and turn it back on and put it back on, and then I drive around for about a day, and then it all goes. The lights go off again. Okay. So, yeah. Do you stuff the tank by chance? Because if wait a minute, before I tell you that, I always do. So I'm not I'm, I'm not going to condemn you, but do you stuff the tank? <laughs> I. I'm not sure what that means. I apologize. <laughs> click, 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 and fill it up until you can see the gas coming up the neck. Oh, no, I fill it up, and then I go one more time until I click. So okay. Kind of, half, All right. yeah. A lot of times people will 
like Mark, will click, click, click until they see gas in the neck, and then they go, okay, I'm full. And by that time, you've you've usually flooded some of the sensors on the top of the tank, and that will cause all kinds of problems that will go away in time. I didn't have it when I filled up. I have it now. I stuffed the tank. I'll deal with it later, or it'll go away later. But in, in your particular case, you're, you're a one or two clicker. Once it clicks the first time, you do one or two clicks. That's fine. That, there's no harm in that. There's no harm yeah. in that. I try to just do one more until it stops again. Okay, <laughs> I, will, I will do that with the Vaseline. That's on our petroleum jelly. Sorry, no names. But yeah, yeah no, no, it's a, a, don't yeah. use the jar of Vaseline in your wife's side of the, uh, of the bathroom. Um, because your greasy fin- fingerprint will still be there when she goes to use it again. And so, or, or better yet, do this. Go into hers and take a Q-tip and just kind of go inside hers, cover it back up, and then take the Q-tip because you're going to need that to put it on the O-ring of the gas cap anyway. Ah, there you go. And that okay. way there's no trace. It was me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tell her it had to be your boyfriend when you were gone yesterday. Very good, sir. I appreciate it. All right. You bet. Uh, Cole, you bring out the honoriness in me, and, uh, and 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 my wife and I have been married north of forty-five years, and 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 she says they have no idea what you're like to live with, and I said, you know what, you've lived with me for forty, you know, we we're on, I mean, we're we're a couple years away from our fiftieth, and uh, and we got married right out of high school and all that other kind of jazz, but um, she she knows what the smell of gas is, she knows that when Mark undresses in the barn and brings his his clothes into the laundry room, that she doesn't want to go in there within an hour or so because he's washing some clothes that are smell like gas or oil or whatever whatever so it's just one of the things that uh, is being married to the car guy 602-508-0960 we have five lines they're wide open i can heal gear my engineer my operator the guy that makes me hit all my marks um, he, I can hear him snoring. So if you call, he'll have to shake his head and then answer the phone. So 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Charlie Kirk doesn't see justice. The Capitol Police saying we are fearing for our lives. Maybe that might have been true at a separate situation. But you weren't fearing for your lives right there from Jacob Chancellor. You guys were buddies. How do you sleep at night? You guys can walk free, and the guy that you were showing around as a tour guide is now in jail. Sick. And the government, they don't care. It's all just pawns in a big political grab. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at 10 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks, Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule, treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org employment. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. 
You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, all but one, actually, 602-508-0960. And car questions, and, and you don't have to give us your name. You can use your husband's name's lady, or you can uh, use somebody else's name. And basically, you just tell me what the problem is, and we'll comment on it. Um, a minute ago, we were talking to Cole, and we were talking about the gas cap and evaporative code and and sometimes I use technical terms and I need to explain them better. Let me explain. Years and years ago in the 70s and certainly in the 80s, we decided that we were going to start sucking the fumes off the gas tank. Instead of venting the fumes in the gas tank into the atmosphere, that we were going to suck the fumes off the top of the tank, send them forward, and burn them through the engine. And what comes out the tailpipe is good clean air. That's what's the plan. It's a good plan. It's still there today. It's called the evaporative system. The evaporative system simply takes the fumes off the gas tank and burns them again. So you, it, it improves your fuel economy, not by much, but some, and it's good for the environment. And, and so you have to have the right gas cap on your car because when we start sucking the fumes off the gas tank, we have to bleed a little air into the system as well. It's like sucking on a straw. If somebody's got their finger over the end of the straw, it ain't going to work very well. So those are the kinds of things that happen. And a lot of times an evaporative code is caused by somebody who stuffs the tank. So when you're filling up your car, you, you click, 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 click. And if you click four, five, six times, and then you count to ten, and you wait until you th the foam goes away in the neck, and then you click, click, click some more, then chances are you're going to end up with a, an evaporative code. And a, a code, the check engine light on every car is orange, orange, yellow. That means caution. That doesn't mean stop. That doesn't mean go down to your local auto parts store and get a new evaporative system because that's going to be a thousand bucks. And we never do the whole system. It's a problem. But many of the evaporative system problems are caused by somebody stuffing the tank. So it'll go away if that's what you did. It'll go away. Just keep driving it. And after two or three fuel tankfuls and it doesn't see the problem, the code will go away and the light will go off. 
Paul, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Uh, yes, sir. I have a 2001 Ford Sports Track, and my battery has died. It's, I had it since new. Uh, the battery is about nine years old, and I'm looking for a new one. I have a Sears Die Hard, but they're out of business. What do you recommend? We like Delco, and um, and then uh, is there an auto parts store close by you're going to go? Uh, there's to... several. Okay. Different um, kinds. The, the issue with batteries is is that um, there's a lot of companies that make almost all the batteries. So the same battery can be sold in 10 different environments with 10 different tags, but it's the same battery. And the battery is as good as the weight it, it carries. So if you have, hypothetically, if you have a battery that's 20 pounds and you have a battery that's 30 pounds, the 30-pound battery has more lead, more plates, more acid. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger, stronger, better battery than the one that doesn't weigh as much. So I think what I would do if I were you is, is I'd go on to the, a couple of different websites from the AutoZone to the CarQuest to the Napa mm-hmm. to, and, and look at their batteries and find the highly rated ones and, and, and find the one that has like 4,200 five-star ratings. And, and mm-hmm. as opposed to when you look around, you're going to find some that don't have that, that have very few five-star and some four-stars and a whole lot of three-stars. And and that's I must blame a lot of that on the people because they're complaining that the battery was dead a week later and in reality they know now after they did their research mm-hmm. that the alternator was bad and it was never the battery at the beginning. So they already wrote a bad review on the battery, but really it wasn't the battery, it was the alternator and so there's a problem with right. the, the credibility of the stars and stuff like that. But I, I think, too, if you just go on the website and you find out how much the battery weighs, get the most battery weight for the least amount of dollars. <laughs> That's really the ticket. <laughs> okay. That sounds That's really After the nine t- years, I can't complain. No, and, no, and nine years is, is, is great, is great. Um, who was it just a few minutes ago that said that he had a huge amount of miles, oh, 183,000 coal on his 03 Camry? I got 168,000 on my 2012 Dodge truck. Now, we we oftentimes will sell Delco batteries. We oftentimes will sell Motocraft batteries because Motocraft batteries don't have to go in Fords. They can go in Chevys and Dodges and everybody mm-hmm. else's. So oftentimes we just leave it up to our parts department, and we're looking for a CCA reading. Like on the diesel, I think the CCA rating is 650 or higher. So we're looking for that kind of a rating. That's a big power big battery powered battery and the diesel needs lots of amperage to fire that big motor up and so i feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that and usually those are things that we leave to our to our parts department to, to, for our customers cars and and whatever the customers dodge diesels have in them is the same battery that mark has in his okay sounds good so, sir thank you okay you bet Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The phone number is wide open. We have five lines. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question or a car problem or anything like that at all, uh, let me tell you um, something that happened to me just the other day. Because I'm going to finish the last four minutes this way. I was driving my Bobcat up at the ranch in Payson, and as I got off of it, I left it running. And as I walked by the engine compartment, there was a rattle. So I opened up the engine compartment, and the alternator is dancing like crazy. I'm thinking to myself that the long bolt that goes through the bottom of the alternator, the pivot bolt, is probably broken off in the block. I'm really dreading that because that means I'm going to have to drill and tap it, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I'm just disenchanted beyond belief. So I take it over to the barn. I raise the bucket way up real high, 
and I'm working on it, and I find out that the bottom mount of the alternator had broken off of the housing of the alternator, so I don't have a broken bolt. I am so happy for that <laughs> because I hate to drill and tap and get broken bolts out because your success rate is probably 70% and your failure rate is 30%, and it gets ugly after that. So anyway, um, I, I ordered a new alternator, and today I'm going to go put it back in. But in the meantime, I had raised the boom and the bucket up high to just get it into the barn. So this morning I went out, and the boom and the bucket had settled all the way to the ground, and now there's no way to get into the cab of this bob bobcat so that I can start the motor and get the bucket up. So actually what I've I've got is I've got a little neighbor kid that's about 10 years old, and, and him and I, he comes and works with me, and I'm going to put him inside the, the tractor and teach him how to start it because he can get through the hole and I can't. And uh, and I'm going to have a safety belt on him, and I, he's not going to touch the two levers that make it move, and he's just going to take the right pedal, and he's just going to touch the top of it, and we'll practice on another piece of equipment, and I'll use him to get inside this mess I made for myself. But... The rest of the day today, I'm going to be working on the Bobcat. I'm going to air up all the tires, check all the fluids. I'm going to see if I can figure out how come that hydraulics collapsed uh, in a period of 24 hours. And I get the alternator on, and I also notice that the cooling jug is empty, and it's all full of trash, and I'm going to clean that out and put a 50-50 mix of coolant in it, and that's what I'm going to do today. Just like the rest of you that are working on your cars, I'm doing the same thing. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. If you want one, grab one now. 602-508-0960. I'm an ASC Master Certified Technician. That means that I have passed all the automotive tests, and I've done it again and again and again. And as a Master Tech, there's nothing I haven't passed. I've done transmissions and power steerings and engines and fuel systems and ignition systems and... and um, and engine codes and, and diagnostics and front ends and transmissions and brakes and master cylinders have done all of that. And I've also owned a shop, my own shop. Well, I worked in a gas station in 1968 and got married in 1972, became a policeman, and I left there in 1979 and opened up a gas station in Ahwatukee. And from there, I've been in the car repair business since 1979. So I, I, I do have a, a, a large amount of experience. And in addition to that, um, I no longer do consulting within the last six months. I've decided I don't want to do that anymore. But the consulting with insurance companies, law enforcement people, the county attorney, um, all the people that would hire me to answer a question for them. The seatbelt, the, the black box says that the seatbelt wasn't buckled, but we found it buckled uh, around the person who had deceased. And can you explain that to us? And yes, that's something I can explain. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities, I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, 
He didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. Me too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All about that demon, Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We have open lines available if you're interested. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We've got two mics. We're going to do mic one, who called in first, and then mic two. So mic one, you're up first. How can I help you? I've got a 1982 K5 Blazer uh, stock. It's stock, uh, and I've had it for a long, long time. Carburetor. Every time we go out to start it and run it, carburetor, you know, it takes forever to prime it and get it started. And then when it's running, it just smells like fuel, and it just never clears itself out. It just, you know, I'm thinking, can I switch that out or... Can I switch it out to like a fuel injected system where it always has, it didn't need primed all the time, it would run cleaner, it'd run better versus a carburetor? 
yes, you'll spend thousands of dollars putting either port fuel injection on it, which means changing the intake and putting eight injectors in there, plus you have to put all the electronics in there, plus you have to put an electric fuel pump in the tank, then you have to feed pressurized fluid fuel, fuel forward. Um, you, could, you could also use a throttle body, um, and they make a kit for that as well. So, yes, you could change it, but which carburetor does it have on it now? Does it have the Rochester four-barrel? The front, yes, four-barrel, and I took it off and took it over to the carburetor shop over there on McDowell and I-17, and he rebuilt it and got it all running and put it back on there, and it still never does it, the four-barrel, and it never drops down right, and it never it smells. It always okay. confuses. Yeah. All right. I, I, I want to tell you, in my head right now, it, my hard drive is spinning at 50,000 RPM because... We see your your issue. We and other shops see your issue all the time, and when you when you take the carburetor off and you rebuild it, no matter who rebuilds it, and puts it back on, yeah. there's three possibilities: it's better, it's worse, or it's the same. It's that's always the way it is, <laughs> no matter what. So if it's the same as it was before, then the carburetor's not the problem. Now, let me ask you a question. This is right hand to God. How often do you steam clean the motor compartment? Once a month. Okay. Okay. Um, For the rest of you wives out there, be glad you're not married to this guy because I I do it even more often than him. (laughs) You know what I think? I would love for you to take that to a... I'll give you the names of a couple of guys, but here's what I want you to do. It's got an HEI distributor in it, doesn't it? Okay, I want you to take the distributor off, and I want you to grab a hold of the rotor, and the rotor should spring one way and then yeah. and come back. Spring one way and come back. I want to know if the, the if the, and, and the rotor underneath the rotor, as you take it off, is these two butterflies, and as the rotor spins faster, the butterflies advance the timing, and it moves the rotor, and da-da-da-da-da. All I want you to do is put your finger on the rotor and just rotate it counterclockwise and clockwise, and, and I don't want it to not move. <laughs> if it not moves, you have no advance, and you've steam cleaned the engine so often that you've rusted that distributor advance, and it's and it's yeah. set in, in nothing. I'll bet it never pings. I'll bet you could advance the timing where it would never ping, but it would never start because there's too much timing in it, and so when you go to hit the key, it goes... Roar. That's all because you got too much timing in it. So, this is a problem that's not related to what you think it is. This is a problem that's just you have to track it down. And the HEIs, and when you start talking to a guy like you and me that steam cleans the engine a lot, it's just a given. (laughs) Now, you can, you got a couple of choices. You can take the distributor out, point the coil straight forward, or the, the distributor straight forward, tap it until the the rotor points straight forward. Take the thing out. Um, disconnect the uh, the uh, uh, ECM or the ECM on the side of it, and uh, and then you can take it apart and clean it up and get the the uh, the, va- the mechanical advance to work. Or you can take it down and just get another distributor and that's been rebuilt and put it on. If that's if the weights and the and the uh, rotor don't spin, don't click or don't move, yeah. spring they're spring loaded. Um, 
there's there's lots of other things too. There's PCV valve problems on those old and 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 I was born and raised with your truck and and, and my my first truck was a '76 Chevy pickup. That was the first year '74. That was the first year they put electronic ignition in it, and it was really really yeah. neat to learn all about that. But in your particular case, I just think you're working on the wrong problem. You thought it was this, and it's really not that. And I, I'm thinking it's the distributor. And I and I don't think, and, and especially after they rebuilt it, nothing changed except you still have this problem. But the drivability didn't change. It didn't get better. Your fuel economy, the rotten egg smell went away. The hesitation went away. None of that happened, which means it was never the carburetor. I'll be done. What what, pi- what part of town did you, what part of town do you live in? I'm up in Cape Green. Okay, Blackwell Automotive would have no trouble on a one to ten scale. This is about a three or a four for most of us old guys with gray hair. Blackwell's bald, so he doesn't have any hair. But um, um, he, 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 this would. <laughs> I'm just teasing all of us that have a, a, a small amount of hair on our head, but um, this isn't this isn't going to be tough for some. What really needs to happen is, is you say, "I want to drop by Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday in the morning. I want to take one of your texts. I promise not to have him for longer than ten minutes. I can demonstrate the problem perfectly to him, and then I'm going to drop it off, and you're going to call me with the diagnostic fee, and then you're going to call me with the repair. That's how it works." Bingo, bingo. You said Blackwell. Yeah, Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. 40th Street, Greenway, gotcha. Are you closer to the I-17? No, that, this 40th Street, Greenway would be wonderful. No, that's not a problem there. That, that's not a problem. Uh, I just love this okay. because now we're looking at the right problem, not fighting with, you know, a, a pushing and pulling here on the wrong product. So here it is, timing. The timing is okay. off. And so, you know, and I've never messed with that distributor at all. I never, never even touch it. The old points and all that. I forgot all that stuff. So I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to call these guys. Thank you so much okay. on that. Well, and that, and that, that, your 82 has an electronic, it's called HEI, high energy ignition. It's got an electronic ignition distributor in it. And and when I ask you if you steam clean the engine, you tell me once a month, well, one and one equals two. <laughs> but you and I are cut from the same cloth. All right? Oh, golly, yeah. And then my second problem with that is that the, when you have the back window down in that blazer, and I've seen others with this problem too, the fumes of the vehicle circle back in the back of the cab of the truck, and that's all you smell is fumes. You can't travel down the road with your back window rolled down because okay. the fumes, and so I put the exhaust going out the side. That didn't help. I got a fin in the back, that, that, and I don't know what to do with that. It just, you don't dare roll that window down and drive down the road because you'll, you'll okay. die of carbon monoxide. Okay, but 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 now we're we're moving into a carburetor issue because this 85 has a catalytic converter on it and this 85 probably has an air pump on it and this 85 shouldn't have any fumes at all. You shouldn't smell nothing when you're 10 feet away from that exhaust pipe and the guy's revving the motor up. You shouldn't do that. Have it, has it passed emissions in the last 12 months? No, no. Uh, cuz I live so far up in the mountain, it just it, it, I've got old insurance on it, so I don't have to pass emissions. Okay. 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 And well, I, I tell Blackwell that, that part. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, tell tell Blackwell that too. Tell him that the you're, that there's two issues. Number one is issue number one. Here's the symptoms, and issue yeah. number two, the back window down. I'm smelling lots of fumes. Have him work on both of those. They could be related. They could be. Does that have an oxygen sensor in it? An 85? Does it have a carburetor with yeah, an oxygen sensor? Or do you? Yeah, this is an 80, 82. Um, yeah, it it did. I don't know if it's still hooked up. All those hoses okay. and stuff, I don't know. All right. Well, this can be reincarnated easy, and, and, and we've done this a lot, so has Blackwell. And so to put it back the way it was with the oxygen sensor controlling the amount of fuel that's being dumped down the throat of the engine, that's a real benefit. That's a real benefit. So the O2 sensor is sitting there on a 1 to 5 scale, and when it's at 2.5, I'm a happy camper, and the co- computer's controlling the amount of fuel that's going to the motor and the coming out the tailpipe. That's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with the ignition and fuel delivery systems of the trucks of the 80s other than everybody threw them away and disassembled them and put them back the way they were in the 70s because it's better. It's not better. Those can be made to run every bit as good, every bit as strong, and a little stronger than the ones that predecessors in the 70s gotta run we'll be back right after this this is matt crowder live at the gas station on 41st street reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices excuse me miss are you buying less gas now because of the high prices oh i never pay full price for gas anymore i just use the free upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy wait a minute are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the upside app yes i get real cash back every time i buy gas does that actually add up to anything i've made around 200 dollars. wow oh there you have it stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SPEED for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SPEED for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SPEED. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious... Say something to local authorities. Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mike, I had two mics, and I, I, I didn't get the second. I'm going straight to him right now. Mike, number two, I'm sorry. It took me so long, and we got long-winded there, but I'm. you have my full attention. Hey, I've replaced my shocks and, and uh, the front struts. And what? How do I get rid of those from a homeowner standpoint? Okay, you don't want front struts on your car. I, I'm, I 
need to get rid of the old ones. Oh, how do you get rid of the old ones? Yes. Oh, you can throw yeah. them away. Just put them in the trash? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's what everybody okay. else does. Yeah, there's no there's no <laughs> such thing as, as a company out there that comes and picks up your old struts and or your old oil filled motor mounts or anything like that at all. There 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 is I mean, there's some people that would drill a hole in them and drain the oil out of them if they're gassed. That's kind of dangerous to do that if they have gas inside of them. But if they're a liquid, drill a hole in them and then throw them in their metal bin so they get, you know, 10 cents a pound or something like that for one cent a pound for their steel and stuff. But it's okay if you put that in the dumpster. um, There's nobody that says, we don't know what to do with old starters and alternators. Just throw them in the dumpster. That's it. I don't know what else to tell you. Okay, well, that eases my mind. Thanks so much. Okay, you bet. And if it eases your mind, let me tell you this. We throw old um, ones in our dumpster, and we've had our dumpster examined by environmental people from all over, and they didn't have any problems with what we've done. But also, let me tell you, I've won all kinds of environmental awards because all of our cardboard's recycled, our plastic's recycled, our aluminum's recycled. We do lots of that recycling because it's an additional income stream in the car repair industry and so we're pretty good about that but we also have big dumpsters and big containers for the aluminum for the steel and for the for the cast iron and all that other kind of stuff so but but most other shops in town don't do what we do so as a result of that their stuff goes in the trash as well and so does ours steve you're up next how can i help you uh just a real quick question uh how do you feel about uh, the dealerships wanting to sell you the uh, uh, brake fluid change, uh, the, uh, the radiator, uh, the, the antifreeze change, uh, the fuel system flushes? Is that all excess or is it something that's really needed? <laughs> wow, that was big. Well, I'll tell you exactly how I feel. If you have, um, and, and I think the very first thing you said was brake fluid, we have the yeah. ability, we have equipment, we have uh, stuff that we can use to determine if the brake fluid, the moisture content in the brake fluid is in or out of specification. We have that. Okay. So there's no question about that. And so somebody can look at it, and there's different colors of, of clear, and there's different colors of brown. <laughs> and I have been a part of a bunch of guys just testing out the hypothesis. It can be look like coffee and still pass. <laughs> I don't care what they say. It can look like coffee, weak coffee, weak tea, and it'll still pass. So we're mm-hmm. looking at the moisture content of brake fluid, but I am a fan because of the ABS and because of the lubrication provided and the cooling provided by the brake fluids of today, I'm a fan of, of doing a brake fluid flush about 100K or what the okay. owner's manual calls for. So I'm a fan of that. Let's get on to the rest of this stuff. Your coolant, definitely a year or 100,000 miles. And if you wanted to, you could fudge that to 80. And, 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 and certainly at 100,000, um, after 100,000 miles, you need to have the cooling system flushed. Um, it's okay. just that's the best time. And that doesn't serve the shop real well. We would love to tell you to do that every 30. I'm telling you, let me change your question. Mark, how many cars do you have in your fleet? 14. 
when do you do the cooling systems <laughs> between 85 <laughs> and 100,000 on all of them? What's your truck like? Well, my truck's a 2012 Dodge one-ton diesel. It's had two cooling system flushes on it because we did the, the, we did the water pump not too long ago, so they flushed the coolant at the same time. But it's got 168,000 miles on it, so uh, I'm doing mine every 100. And so, and then the, 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 the injector flush, the fuel system flush, this is the biggest line of BS I've ever heard our industry come up with. It's your car's going to love you more. Your fuel system's going to last forever. You're going to, we're going to double your fuel economy. They'll suggest that, but they won't come out and say it. Oh, everything's going to be better. That's a line of BS as long as, as long as two yardsticks. The fact of the matter is, is we use that as a diagnostic tool. If you've got a problem, we got an engine mess, and we've got some tailpipe emissions, and we're running a little rich, we're going to run some cleaner through the injectors to see if it changes. And if it changes, it it's because we've got one injector that's running too full. We got to figure out which one of it is and replace that injector. So yes, we use the fueling fuel system flush, but we don't ever sell it as, oh, uh, you haven't flushed your fuel injectors. Oh gosh, you're really rolling the dice. Um, yeah, that, that that should be done every 30, 40, 60, 80, 90, 100,000 miles. No, we do fuel and system flushes. And I'll tell you something else. It doesn't appear in your owner's manual either. So the guy that made your car didn't say, hey, we want you to flush your fuel injectors at 60,000 miles. It's not in there. So... Uh-huh. Those are those are my. That's the transmission services, differential services, transfer case services, all that stuff. It, it, the default is your owner's manual first, and the second is a hundred k, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, the dealership wants to sell me uh, stuff that's. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary, so you helped me. Thank you. Well, and and you know something that you can do in a nice way is 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 call the service writer and say, would you get me? Um, I'm sure they tested the brake fluid, and would you give me the parameters and where my brake fluid was at? So, what's okay. the moisture parameters? Is it point one to point eight, and mine was twelve, or what? What was it? Because nobody can look at the at your brake fluid unless it's black or unless it's really off color. If it looks like weak iced tea that is not an indication of its ability to do its job. And what happens to brake fluid is it's a closed system, but brake fluid is hydroscopic, so it, it gathers moisture up. So that's the reason why we c- condemn your brake fluid if it has too much moisture in it. So, And typically, that's well north of 100,000 miles. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. I do appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Steve. Dan, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi. How are you doing today? Hi. Uh, I'm good. You know, I'm I behaving myself, and I have. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I actually, I have. We have some horses up in Payson. We bring them up here for the winter, and then we take them back down south to the summer. I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in Payson, so I, I, I have a radio. <laughs> yeah, I have a radio studio where I where I live, and um, so I can do my show, and I don't have to drive down when I do it. So I'm here now. Oh, that's cool. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, I have an 04 Ford F-350 turbo diesel, 6.0. Okay. And this darn thing, I mean, I can drive it, start it up cold. And there's no indication there's a problem running. I drive it for 15, 20 minutes or so, and the darn thing just shuts off, it, it, even when you're driving it. just shuts off. You pull off to the side of the road, 
let it sit for maybe 10 minutes or so, and it'll start back up again, and then it'll do the same thing another two, Okay, does it make any miles. difference where the, does it make any difference where the fuel cyst for the fuel tank is at? Does it make any difference if it's a quarter, half, three quarters, or full? Uh, it doesn't seem to make any difference. Okay. I mean, okay. I've never okay. really, okay. never really cracked it, you know, okay. for that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm short on time, so let me ask you some questions. So you're driving down the road, the motor just quits, and you pull off to the side of the road, you put it in park, you turn on your flashers, and you crank, and you can crank forever, and it ain't going to start, Right. Right? Okay. All right. So we clearly have a fuel delivery system problem. A fuel delivery. And your 6.0 is the biggest piece of crap ever made by a diesel motor, by a diesel anything in the whole wide world. My shop has made millions of dollars working on 6 liters. I'm going to offer you something. Um, I want you to send an email to me at mark at marksalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. My son, who runs our diesel department and our performance departments, is just a diesel connoisseur. And I'm going to present his question to you, but I'm going to have your email address and he'll answer you directly. I, I don't want to give his name or his email address out to the to public, but I'll help you. And But I'm going to tell you right now, it's in the fuel system. It's in the fuel system. So is it the pump? Is it the relay? Um, what is it that's causing this problem? And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll hook up a, an auxiliary gauge and tape it to the outside of the windshield and have you drive it for a day or so. Um, and shops will do that too. If you're in Payson right now, the two shops that I really like here, and I've been up, we've had this property since 2009, so I'm no spring chicken. And the two shops up here that I really like and I really admire and I really respect is Coyote and Miller, and they're both on Main Street. Yeah, I Coyote that. and Miller, and okay. I I I can pick and choose who I talk about nice in Payson. I don't I don't want to talk about anybody bad, but Coyote has taken good care of my mother-in-law for many years, and the cars that I've 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 sent to him they fixed, and Miller has done the same. So those are the two guys that I think would be capable of. of uh, your question is, what what what's going on with my fuel system that it falls on its face? That's the question. Right. Okay. Can I just ask you another question? While you I go ahead. Here? Would the uh, uh, be a possibility that the FICM would be bad on it? No, because that's not the that's not the. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. If it's full, does it have anything to does it die and installing? Have anything to do with where the fuel gauge is at? Whether it's on quarter tank, eighth tank, or three quarters full? Does it have anything to do with that? Yeah. Again, I don't really know because I never looked for that type of assist. I know that it's, okay. it's usually in in the full position. Okay. 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 Well, I'm 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 hoping that that. Uh, I'm pretty sure the FICM, you're talking about the FICM. No, the answer is is the electronic control module that controls all the diesel, uh, the, the electronic diesel fuel delivery. You, this is not a symptom for that. And and, and and not only that is, is if you wanted to guess, that's a $1,000 plus guess. And I, and I think that's a bad idea. So I'm going to just put you in touch with my son. He's going to call you, and you guys can talk about it, and he's going to ask you a whole lot of questions, and he's going to make some suggestions, and then you can decide if somebody up in Payson, 
it, when talking with them, if they come up with the same kind of, hey, let's put a fuel gauge on there. Let's put the fuel gauge inside the, the cab for you. You monitor fuel pressure for us. Let's do this. Let's do that. When was the last time that the fuel pressure regulator was changed? When was the last time it had a fuel filter? Those are the kinds of things that need to happen. So you send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, and I remember and wrote down what kind of fuel you, uh, car you have, and I'll see you next Saturday.